Mind when I say Tibet, the beautiful Himalayan mountains, the Dalai Lama, or the famous movie Seven Years in Tibet. There are so many books and movies about Tibet. No doubt they're wonderful, but they're usually not from a Tibetan's perspective. And I need to say this we're so much more than momos and singing bowls. I don't even confirm if singing bowls are a Tibetan thing. <laughs> to give you that authentic sense of what Tibet is and what our culture truly is like, we are here once again with season two of Waking Up Closer to Tibet. Hi, I am Benzin. I am so many things professionally, but at my very core, I am a Tibetan. Join me in this brand new season as I speak to some of the most celebrated Tibetan names who know Tibet in their own unique ways. Ten marvelous episodes with five amazing guests. In this season, I will be having the privilege of being in conversation with His Holiness the 14th Dalai Lama, Geshe Thupten Jimpa, Geshe Dorji Damdo. Pechung and Reka Gava. So don't forget to tune in every Wednesday as we get bit by bit closer to Tibet. Dashadili and welcome. I have something very important to announce. Thank you for making Waking Up Closer to Tibet such a special podcast. This is our final episode of our final season. Yes, this is our final season,、um, and this is the last episode.、Uh, what a journey it has been. I never expected that people would be so interested to learn about our culture.、Um, many of you gave me shout outs on Instagram, on social media platforms, and bestowed your love.、Um, I truly appreciate that. It truly means a lot.、Um, and with that, Uh, let's continue our conversation with Rika Gawa.、Uh, we will be discussing Tibetan cuisine in detail. Rika Gawa is amazing because she, as the founder of Himalaya Tibet Cafe in Edinburgh, Scotland,、um, she's not only spreading Tibetan culture, but also the Buddhist principles of compassion and kindness. And she started the Pay It Forward scheme to feed the homeless. Um, her story is very interesting, and she has so many valuable insights to offer on Tibetan food.、Um, I'm very thrilled to welcome Rika Gawa on Waking Up Closer to Tibet. Rika, I really want to know、um, because、uh, this is my personal question to you because I'm inquisitive to ask you about this desserts. I have never come across. A lot of Tibetan desserts, like Tibetan sweets. So I can maybe think of few dishes here and there, but then one major dish I think would be during the losar that we serve, and you know what that is. Could you tell us a little bit about、It's, Tibetan desserts? I mean, I don't really know 
lot about Tibetan dessert, but one thing that we definitely, you know, uh, during Tibetan New Year, uh, every household make is Tibetan desi. It's called desi. And it's basically like rice. It's a bit like a rice pudding uh, with lots of mixed uh, dried fruits in it. So that's one of the things that we uh, eat a lot of, um, especially during Tibetan New Year. Yes. So desi, desi is, is, is I think, a very popular Tibetan uh, losar dish. It's not too sweet, though. But it is still has it still has some sweetness to it, isn't it? Yes, it it does have some sweetness. Okay, okay. I mean, you can make it like a bit savory, or you can make it sweet. It's up to you. I mean, every you know every household have different ways of making. So normally, when I make, I have a very sweet tooth, so I always put lots of honey or sugar uh, or maple syrup, even you know. So I mix okay. things up here and there. Okay, 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 and also of course for for natural you know sweetening taste, you can just add raisins because raisins itself, I think it's it's kind of sweet, so it balances it out. Great. So, um, if let's say an individual um, approaches you and tells you that you know um, I want to have Tibetan food for an entire day. So mm-hmm. you set the menu for me. What would the breakfast, lunch, and dinner menu look mm-hmm. like? A typical Tibetan uh, food menu. All right. For an entire Tibetan, day. Typical Tibetan food. So we will start with Tibetan butter tea. Very, very nice. Very buttery. I mean, we can have sampa for breakfast as well. Or you could have um, uh, Tibetan bread. Uh, you can fry the bread or you can have it, you know, without frying. Um, that's for breakfast. Uh, and then for lunch, maybe you can have some Tibetan dumplings, momos, or you can have uh, chapale. Or, and then for dinner, you can have Tibetan soup, if you like. Depends on the weather. If it's cold, you can make Tibetan soup like tenkuk or ketuk. Or mokuk, even dumpling soup, very mm. tasty. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we don't eat a lot of spicy food, do we? I think a no. few few people do, and few people don't. I've seen a lot of young Tibetan students, especially those studying in India, have a lot of you know they call it sibe mabu, right? And they have it like yeah. with even Indian food, even if they're having like an Indian cuisine, something like dal and and rice, they would say, oh sibe mabu, add a sibe mabu to it, and then it's it's good. So yes. few, I've seen few Tibetan people have like. Uh, the red chili paste and red chili powder, but in general we don't add a lot of uh, spices except for turmeric or you know pepper or something like that, isn't it? Mm. I think the chili came from like because we, you know, most of us been brought up in India, so right. Indian cuisine have lots of chili, so that's where we get all the you know like uh, cra- craving for chilies, and uh, so yeah, that's how you know maybe we eat chili. Or, yeah, with our food as well. But normally Tibetan food, we don't really make it spicy. It's yeah. quite mild and yes. also spicy. Yes. And even the soups that we have in our thinthuk and, you know, all kinds of noodles and all the, you know, kind of base that we have as soup, it's it's very rich in texture. It's very flavorful. You know, the original flavors of vegetables like pizze or pak choy. Exactly. Uh, it's also called yes. choy, right? So, uh, original flavors and uh, you know of of uh, natural flavors. We don't add a lot yes. of stuff. So, even though we have 
a mixture of vegetables. It kind of is a very, very mild, uh, very comforting, very healthy food. Right? Exactly. We don't really need to add lots of stuff because the vegetables and all the other things, you know, make it very, very flavory mm-hmm. with our Tibetan food. So, yeah, generally, yes. it's that's how it is. Yes. And uh, I've seen a few people say, especially people from Amdo, uh, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of my friends from that region, uh, they would have uh, tukpa, um for dinner every single day and their mm-hmm. skin would glow and i would ask them mm-hmm. what is the what is the secret behind that they say oh it's our thukpa because there's so many nutrients and vitamins in the soup that we have kwa as we call it the the broth so it's so good mm-hmm. for the skin and their skin glows but of course it's also genetics but then i just joke around and tell them yeah i think it's the soup so yes yes So we should eat soup every day then. We should, we should, definitely. All right, so um, what's incredible is that uh, in the cafe, in your cafe, that is the Himalaya Tibet Cafe, you also have a meditation room. That's really amazing. How did you come up with that idea? Uh, so the idea came, um, you know, when I met His Holiness the Dalai Lama, you know, the advice that he gave me, it wasn't just about promoting the Tibetan culture, but also, you know, like promoting the Buddhist principle, you know, being compassionate, helping those who are in need, uh, you know, and uh, and lots of other things. And um, so, I mean, Himalaya Cafe, we have space anyway. We have upstairs and downstairs. And then, you know, upstairs we run as a cafe. Then downstairs, I was, I in the beginning, I used to think, what can I be? I could easily, you know, put lots of tables and chairs and more people can come, more business for me. But then I thought to myself, you know, it would be great to have a little meditation room because we have lots of Buddhist uh, people coming to visit the place. You know, us being Tibetan, me being Tibetan, you know, and it's related to Buddhism. So then I thought to myself, okay, let's create a little uh, shrine room, a little room uh, where my customers, uh, you know, anytime they want to come and meditate, they can, you know, they can come down and have a moment for themselves. And, you know, so that's how the idea came behind. Okay, so it is not just a cafe. I think it's a sanctum of um, rejuvenation and peace. Because I've Definitely. seen some of the videos on on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. and also of course on your page, um, the vibe of the entire cafe, the energy, the frequency of the cafe, it is so uplifting. I've seen a few of your you know uh, customers just sit there, bring their guitar, sing, uh, and then people who are just having their uh, food, they would sing with them or they just look at them and enjoy and. It's just a very yeah. friendly ambiance that you've created because, Definitely. and I think the people that come there keep coming again and again because it's a very homely atmosphere, very mm. friendly atmosphere. Yeah. So, so often, you know, my customer says to myself, Himalaya for them is also a home away from home. And this is what I'm trying to do. You know, mm. Himalaya is not just a cafe where I, you know, I sell things and Himalaya is a home you know, for me and for all my customers. So, uh, so yeah, Himalaya is a very, very special place. Yeah, we have lots of regulars. I've been running that place for the last 14 years. You know, so it's it's a home away from home to all my dear, yeah, friends and uh, people who comes in there. 
And we do lots of activities there as well. You know, we have our meditation room where people can come and meditate. And time to time that we have, we have some Buddhist teachers around that sometimes I would invite. And then, and some sometimes that my, my friends or my customers, uh, you know, they want to know a little bit more about meditation, about Buddhism. Then I would invite my Buddhist teacher to come and give talks. Uh, oh. and show them how to meditate and all these things yeah so that's that's one thing that we do um in the himalaya yes and um in the future what is your vision for your cafe what what are the other things that you're looking forward to do in the cafe the other thing is of course keep doing what i'm doing promoting the tibetan culture promoting peace um, and all the things that we we are already doing you know all the good things that we are doing here it's not just about making money uh himalaya is not just about making money himalaya is not just about making profit it's a place uh, where people can come feel home uh, it's a community as well you know himalaya is a community um So my vision, yeah, I have I have actually few plans that I can't speak about right now, um, but I'm sure over the time you will get to know. Yes, and I'll be waiting for that. I'm I'm looking forward to what you're going to be doing with the with the cafe. Yeah. Uh, the pay it forward scheme that you have in your cafe is so inspiring. Um, it is the scheme where your where your customers can come and feed the homeless, correct? So. Yes. I'm eager to know uh, as to how you started this and why you started this. Was there an incident where you realized that, oh, you know, this needs to be done now? You know, I need to start the scheme. Did you see something? What inspired you to start with the scheme? Uh, so what inspired me here was, um, I mean, like, as I said before, Himalaya is, you know, home away from home. And uh, I have so many different kind of customers coming and uh, There was a period of time, I think, during the pandemic time, and uh, I think lots of people were struggling uh, economically, you know, financially. And during that time, I was getting lots of uh, homeless people coming in. Suddenly, they would come in and say, "Oh, can I have some food?" And I don't have any money to pay. And then I thought to myself, "Okay, you know, I could maybe do something for them." Um, Running a cafe, we always have lots of food there. So I thought to myself, okay, let's let me start something. And then I spoke to a few of my customers, and I said, what about if I start like a suspended meal? You know, some of my customer would come in, and then they will have their lunch, and then they will say, okay, this, you know, I, I want to pay for the next, you know, whoever comes in who doesn't have money, and I would like to offer them food. So will you be able to do that? And so that's how it all started. Uh, it was actually during pandemic time that, you know, when I saw that things were not going so well for lots of people financially, and there were lots of homeless people coming. And then that's when I started. Okay, I need to do something through the cafe. And so yeah, that's that's how we started, and uh, and it's doing really really well. You know, my customer would come and they would pay for the homeless meal, and then and you know all the homeless people know in the Himalaya they can come and eat, and uh, there's already you know already someone has paid for it, and even if somebody didn't pay for it, I will still offer them food. That's very sweet. That is very kind, and uh, very purposeful. Um, mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed, because um, we're so stuck in our own rut. Like mm -hmm. for a lot of people, when we have problems in life, 
We're so busy with our own stuff. We tend to overlook these things. Oh, there's a homeless. Okay, my problems are bigger than that person. Who cares? But then That's you've true. taken that initiative. You've mm. you were able to observe that this person is not in a very good situation, and I need to help the person. So that observation comes with compassion. It comes yes. with you know that quality of kindness. So. Yes. I may sound just, very cliche, but then this is true, right? And You've, this is what I was telling you earlier about, you know, like, um, and this is all blessing to His Holiness the Dalai Lama. You know, if I haven't met him, I would not be doing all these things. So mm-hmm. it's it by the blessing of him, I feel like you know he has really inspired me so much, you know, and he inspired me to do good every single day. Yeah, I can only thank His Holiness for you know for that brief meeting. Um, at the Scottish Parliament many many years ago, and uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to His Holiness for uh, inspiring me so much. And uh, yeah, and because of him, I'm doing all these things. I'm not sure if I haven't met him, what would I be doing? Maybe something completely different. It indeed changed your life. It it's really changed my life. Yes. Two minutes meeting with him changed my life completely. So, thank you, His Holiness, so much. Thank you, actually, from all Tibetans, of course, Rekla, um, because you've you've been inspired and you know you've you've had the privilege of meeting him and also have paved the way for the cafe and just in general. But then for for, for Tibetans around the world, uh, we have that gratitude. We should and must have that gratitude because if it were not the the presence of His Holiness, if we would not have him, then I don't think Tibetans would be. Existing here today, we would not have what we have. Yes, so in that way, all of us we're thankful to His Holiness. We of course, yes. He is our everything. He's our dad, our mother, our guru. (laughs) So yes. Okay, that is absolutely fantastic, and I'm looking forward to what you be doing in the future with the cafe because I'm sure you're going to do amazing. Thank you so much, Rikala, for being on Waking Up Closer to Tibet podcast. It was indeed my honor and my pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, Every time I was... In conversation with a guest, um, I learned something new about Tibet. I learned something new about, um, you know, uh, the Tibetan culture. Um, Everything um, that I know about Tibet now, um, I would say that it's because of this show. I mean, I already knew certain things about Tibet, but... With this show and the whole process of interviewing guests who know so much about Tibet and, and, you know, because everybody has experienced something different. Um, When I was able to have these wonderful conversations with them, it truly made me feel like um, I have gotten closer to Tibet. And hopefully with this show, um, you perhaps feel a little closer to Tibet now? You know Tibet a little better now? Um, Thank you so much for 
um, your interest in our culture for、uh, bestowing enormous amounts of love for your shoutouts on social media, especially on Instagram.、Uh, this is the final episode and the final season. I know it's hard to say goodbye, but uh, um, this is just the beginning. This is not even the end. And、um, hopefully, if you're a listener, if you've been listening、um, to this podcast, then、um, hope to meet you at some point in life. Until then, take good care. And、uh, I cannot even say that I'll see you in the next episode. Hopefully, see you sometime. I, I, can, I can only say that. Thank you very much. If you like this episode, then please support this podcast by sharing it with your loved ones. You can give me a shout out and mention me in your Instagram stories and posts. My Instagram handle is tenzin.chidin.24. That is T E N Z I N dot C H O D O N dot 24. To stay updated about Waking Up Closure to Tibet podcast, don't forget to follow HD Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. To listen to more podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariyese. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.